This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Hi, I'm Chris Bentliff with Aisha Bana from Pro CFO Partners, and we're continuing our series where we are looking into exploring the financial relationships that different industries and verticals uh, uniquely face or overcome. And Aisha is here to talk to us today about private equity. And Aisha, what are some of the um, hurdles that mid-market private equity companies face, especially where uh, their financial um, uh, uh, where their financial relationships are concerned in the way that they surround themselves with the support that they need to make sense of some of the unique financial uh, issues and criteria that they face? Yeah, firstly, Chris, thanks for having me. Um, and that's a really great question. Um, You know, private equity is a fairly complex industry, but if I can explain it at a very, very simple concept, they they usually, um, you know, they find a company, they buy the company, uh, they add uh, and create value to this company, and then they sell it. And one of the biggest uh, hurdles that we see a lot of these middle market private equity firms face is during the creating and adding value phase. Uh, because in order for this to be uh, to for this to be um, effective, there needs to be a robust financial reporting function, which many of these portfolio companies lack. Um, their finance functions are gr- good, but they're just not great. And so these private equity firms, they have a lot of skin in the game. You know, they've just invested um, a lot of money into these uh, portfolio companies alongside their investors. Um, so the stakes are very high. And, uh, and the stakes are high for the private equity companies and for the portfolio companies. Um, and the scrutiny is very intense. Um, and uh, the, the, the time slot to actually show results is very short. So the solution is, is to bring in an interim CFO, um, someone who can assist the management team um, so that they can bring in that level of expertise you know, really provide that level of, of, of support to the financial function of the portfolio companies um, on a day-to-day basis. Are many uh, private equity companies staying inside of a, a lane that makes sense so that once they figure out kind of what their secret sauce is for the reporting they need and the people they need around them, they just kind of replicate that? Or do they go where the opportunity is so that each time they're facing a new situation, they need to wrap their heads around new ways of reporting or new ways of of expressing and articulating the value that they're trying to achieve? No, that's a great question. Um, uh, Basically, for a lot of these portfolio companies, they, um, for these private equity uh, companies, they do like to stay in their their lane. um, And there is usually a standardized process in terms of how they want to get their reporting from their clients. Now, would that change a bit um, from industry to industry? Absolutely. But but there is a lot of standardization that happens in terms of uh, the, the level of reporting that they need. Um, you know, these private equity industries, they are extremely data-driven. So they, they don't want a QuickBooks report. They want to have their you know, cash flow uh, models in place. They want a lot of the variance analysis. They want budgeting, forecasting, and just a really deep dive into a lot of these companies. And uh, and so um, as much as uh, we would like to say it's cookie cutter, but I think that it would really uh, vary depending on um, on the industry as well. Let's talk a little bit about those metrics. You mentioned a few 
As a CFO, do you find when you get into uh, some of these organizations that there's consistently the same issue or the same problem or we keep stumbling over the same thing? Or uh, if, if everybody could just do these two things differently, you'd be surprised how much more, how much easier, more streamlined your lives would be. Or uh, do you find that the uniqueness uh, for everybody's reporting, while there's some that are probably consistent, everybody needs these same things, but others need something else. Are those pretty well understood in these organizations or do they really need sometimes a recalibration of what they think they need and what they're doing right and wrong? Yeah, you know, um, Chris, that's a great uh, question. Um, I've been on both sides of the table uh, between my roles at, at Blackstone and State Street. And what I've seen on the private equity side is because they have these outside investors or their limited partners, you know, they focus on certain metrics, which is they focus on their IRR, which is their internal rate of return. Uh, they focus on their multiple on the investment and then also this uh this like hurdle rate, which is like the minimum acceptable uh, rate of return on investment. And we can probably dive on this a lot more, but I won't. Um, but uh, but on the portfolio company side, there is uh, usually a standard of information that a lot of these private equity um, uh, companies look for. So, you know, they focus on uh, they're very focused on cash flows. They're very focused on liquidity and also EBITDA, which is your earnings before uh, interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Um, and, you know, a lot of times they really want to dive into these reports, whether that is on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, and maybe even quarterly. And for the cash flows, they even might want a daily report if the company is going through some form of a, a crisis. Um, so these are some of the metrics that a lot of these private equity firms look for. Um, they also really focus on expenses, you know, really looking into what's increasing uh, the expenditures, really, um, really identifying it. And it can really start from like the budgeting aspect of it and, and comparing it to the actual results and, and really diving into those variances. And the CFO uh, that they bring in can really be a part, an integral part of that process is really diving into those metrics and being able to deliver to these private equity companies you know, on a timely basis. You know, that's a good um, a good illustration, because sometimes in a lot of the other conversation we've been having with pro CFO uh, principals, um, we've talked about how we have to move beyond the CFO's role just being one of let me show you the reports, mm -hmm. really one of let me guide you through what they mean and give you some uh, give you some advice and insight. Information is one thing, but insight is another on where where we should go with these things. Help me understand a little bit more about that relationship that you think um, both private equity companies, but portfolio companies can benefit from the CFO's role in an advisor and in a, um, a complement to the executive decision making and not just as a resource to deliver to us information, but then we need to figure out what to do with it. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. 
Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. From your from the first thing that you mentioned, which is really the expectations of the CFO, and I think that that has really changed a bit. Um, you know, before CFOs were really uh, expected to to kind of look backwards and look at the historical data. Um, now they're really asked to be not only the scorecard keeper, but really be more strategic and to look forward. And uh, and one of the biggest benefits that we see uh, with um, having a CFO within a portfolio company is really working with the private equity sponsors and being a liaison for them. You know, just having a direct link to the CEO or the founder if they're still part of the organization and really the rest of them. Uh, management team. Um, you know, Chris, the, the CFO can provide really that that real-time support, you know, for the private equity team and really put in that unified effort. Um, the, the private equity firms have their own projections, which they obviously need to deliver to the investors. And, uh, and the, they want to make sure that there is somebody in-house in this portfolio companies who can help them establish their goals, whether it's short-term, whether it's long-term, so that they can be on the same page. You know, um, private equity companies, they have their own investment strategy that's in place, their own investment thesis, and they want to make sure that that's being properly executed. You know, they want to make sure that there is someone in that organization who is aligned with their strategic um, uh, uh, support, uh, their, uh, their own strategic alignment as well, and, and being able to deliver. What, um, Aisha, what, what about this work in particular excites you or, or makes you, uh, your expertise here is clear, but what, what really turns your gears with this so that this is a space where you are really feeling personally, not just invested, but um, motivated. And, and even Nelson likes to, uh, Nelson Tepper <laughs> likes to joke when I tell him he's creative. He says, I don't know if that's the first word I would use for me, but I honestly think that a lot yeah. of those are very creative in their ways of seeing so many different scenarios in ways that, you know, are, are so unique. What about this particular realm is special to you or exciting to you? Yeah, no, I think, I, I think you're right. It, there, there is some level of creativity that we can absolutely bring to the table. Um, for myself, I would have to say, if I put myself in the shoes of a middle market company and they're trying to get investment from a venture capital or, or a private equity firm, um, you know, what they need is they need someone there who can speak the language and, and play the game mm-hmm. and really being able to, to, to answer to a lot of the deliverables that these private equity firms have. You know, a lot of times there is like always some type of a fire that needs to be put out. And, uh, and for these portfolio companies that, um, that expertise is really lacking. Um, lagging. And so I think that um, for me, it's very exciting to be able to to fill those shoes, to be able to be that liaison and being able to speak the language that is being um, uh, very uh, uh, pertains to the private equity world and 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 really being able to kind of leverage my experience from that into these like portfolio companies. Hi, Shabana from ProCFO Partners. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Uh, learn so much always do hoping uh, we can pick up the ball again and have a part two and part three and part four because some of those things you said we could dive into that i would really love to dive into that absolutely would love to thank you so much thank you for having me thank you aisha thanks for listening 
and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.